The word of God is truth. If I live the word, I will be blessed. If I don't, I won't. It's just that simple. Hallelujah. You can be seated. It's a a day to know what God is saying. Um, It's a day to know what God wants to do. And if you are hearing what God is saying, you'll not know what he wants to do. And today, um, I'm going to go back and forth a little bit between the New Living Translation and the King James Version, New King James Version, because um, I I want us to get this today, what God has done for us. Uh, We're talking about who's pulling the strings, and we've been talking about that the last two weeks. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about wisdom and revelation, and two things that I believe are key to our lives in the day that we're living in. And we have a lot of voices out there giving us wisdom and revelation. We have a lot of voices trying to explain to us uh, what people are saying, why they are saying it, uh, who said what, and only God really knows what's being said said or done behind closed doors. And how many of you know behind closed doors, things are said and done that are different. Like there's things that are said and done right here this morning that, that at home in your, you know, in your house, uh, you may be saying other things, but right here, you're certainly not going to say it. See, I just wanted to see if I had your attention this morning. You know, there are things that happen in our lives that, um, you know, we, we, they, they, it goes on behind closed doors, but, uh, God sees what goes on behind the closed doors, just like he sees what goes on in everyday life that we can see. And, um, I just want to deviate for a second. I had a birthday this week and, uh, I was moving my mother this week to a new facility and where she'll have a little more care. And uh, Connie Brown comes up with the funniest cards for birthdays. But she gives me this card. It says, and it shows this woman. She's on her phone. It says an elderly woman called 911. Now, why she gave me an elderly woman card is beyond me. But anyway, I think it was just to be funny. But it says an elderly woman called 911 on her cell phone to report that her car had been broken into. They've stolen everything. The radio, my dashboard, compass, even the steering wheel. The dispatcher responded, stay calm. A police officer is on the way. Minutes later, the officer arrived and radioed in. Disregard that. She got in the back seat by mistake. (laughs) If there's ever been a week that I felt like I could be in the back seat, it has been this week. Anyway, that was really good for me. (laughs) Stay calm and have a great birthday. Hallelujah. Well, you know, God, I'm just glad to have birthdays. How many of you are glad to have birthdays? <laughs> that means things are still moving forward. Hallelujah. And uh, so praise God. We honored uh, Jackie yesterday and had a wonderful service for her. And uh, she's rejoicing in heaven this morning. You know, she has total revelation of everything she ever believed for. We live in this earth, but we can have revelation. We can have wisdom that goes beyond what we read in a newspaper, what we see on television, but we have to be tuned in. You know, just like you turn on your television and you put it on a certain channel where you're going to get your news or things that you want to know, uh, the radio, whatever it is, your computer, uh, your iPhone, uh, you're looking, you are tuning in to be able to see Facebook. You know, Facebook just doesn't happen on your phone. You have to push that icon that says Facebook and then things pop up and you can see what's going on. And so if we're going to know what God has going on, then we're going to have to get on that particular channel. And this channel is open all the time. It's 24 seven and the voice of the Holy Spirit is there. 
24-7. And we talked, we've talked a lot about uh, John chapter 16, and I'd like you to put that up because this is where the whole uh, series really is based on this scripture. When the spirit of truth, which we all need to know the truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own, but will tell you what he has heard what he's heard from the father, what he's heard from the son. He will tell you about the future. Everybody say future. And then it goes on and it says, he will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. You know, this is Jesus speaking here. So he's saying, I'm going away in, in the physical part of it. I won't be physically present. However, I'm still going to be speaking to you just like I've been speaking to you all these three years that I've been in ministry. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. And then the last verse of that, and all that belongs to the father is mine. This is why I said the spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. So we have, we have the ability to tune into that channel and we don't have to wait any, any time at all. I mean, we, we are instantly in connection with the power and the anointing of God if we tune in, but we have to make that decision to tune in. And all of us have that choice. Once we know Jesus, the Holy Spirit is in us. He, he abides in us. He's the teacher, the comforter, the helper, whatever you have need of. He knows all truth and he gives us the wisdom that comes from God and the revelation that comes from God. Revelation is understanding something that with your natural mind, you may not be able to receive it, but by the spirit, everybody say by the spirit. Spirit. <clears throat> you get it. When I read the word of God sometimes, and especially, I don't know why the old covenant, uh, sometimes when I would read it, it'd be just like, oh, I got to read this because it's on my Bible reading plan. You know, so I read my Bible reading plan. I obey what God told me to do. But in the last couple of years, I mean, I'm reading Isaiah right now, and it's like reading about America. I mean, we are in such trouble in America when you read the word of God and you look at what's happening in America. And, you know, this was Isaiah prophesying about Israel and the things they were doing and why they were in the mess they were in. I'm thinking, good heavens, they need to put this in the newspaper because this is where we are. Just quote Isaiah and you'll, you know, you'll know where we're at. So it's so important. Now I want us to look today at Ephesians chapter one. We're going to be in mostly in Ephesians, but I'm going to give you a few other scriptures just for reference. But, um, um, Ephesians is one of my favorite books. This is where God really healed me from this book when I lived in Tulsa in 1979. And I want us to begin. I'm going to begin with verse 13. Um, and this is, um, it, it's about the Gentiles, but it, it's about, it's about the whole world. Anybody who will receive Jesus, anybody who will receive Jesus can hear from the Holy Spirit. It, it's not just the Gentile, the Jew, it's Greek or Russian or whoever. It doesn't matter what country you belong to. The Holy Spirit can abide in anybody who will just receive Jesus Christ. So it says here, and now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you. You know, some people don't even know who the world they are, but you have been identified 
as belonging to Christ. And so it says he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. That's how your identification is made real. It says in Romans 8, you know, that your spirit bears witness with the spirit of God that you are a child of God. And so this identification is what brings you into this relationship that's so powerful. It says the spirit of God, God, the spirit of God's guarantee. Everybody say guarantee. The spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we could praise and glorify him. You know, when Pastor Kelly said, get up every morning and praise the Lord. Well, that's why you can praise the Lord because you have a a guarantee. The Holy Spirit is the guarantee. The fact that the spirit of God lives on the inside of you is a guarantee that you're not only God's people, but you have an inheritance and you get it all. Everybody say, I get it all. And that is so important for us to understand. Now, 2 Corinthians, if you'd put that up, 2 Corinthians 1, 21 and 22, this is right after um, Paul says, all God's promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. It is God who enables us along with you to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us. Paul's speaking to that church. And he has identified us. Everybody say identified. Identified us his own, his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised us. Are you getting this this morning? I mean, I have chills. I believe the Holy Spirit is saying to the church, wake up. <laughs> you have everything. You have an inheritance. And the guarantee of that is the Holy Spirit. The fact that you and I can hear God. The fact that you and I every day are tuned in to the right channel that says, this is the way. Walk ye in it. Do not turn to the right or the left. And the Holy Spirit will do that. He will, he will direct us every single day. Now, a guarantee is an agreement by which one person undertakes to secure. Everybody say secure. Secure another in the possession or enjoyment of something. You know, um, God doesn't want us worried. He doesn't want us anxious. Uh, he wants us to be in this position. Anxious people do not hear from God. Uh, fear locks up your brain to a place where you cannot hear or understand. Everybody say understand. And so when your understanding gets blocked, you know, then, then you become, uh, unstable. You're not secure anymore. You, you don't know which way to go. Um, you know, I, I love my mom. And one of the reasons that I, my sister and I, and my brother, uh, all of my, uh, both sisters, we agreed my mom needed to be in a place where she felt more secure. And she didn't have 24-hour nursing where she was, only 8 to 4, Monday through Friday. Well, how many of you know not everything goes wrong between 8 and 4? And especially in the daytime, uh, especially with older people. And so um, we, that's, that's why we moved her, so she can be more secure. So her mind, some of the issues she's having with her memory, I believe, are tied directly to the fear that nobody is there to physically take care of her if something happens. Why? Because her mind then just gets paralyzed, becomes anxious. She can't think. Well, that's not the way God made us to be. That's not the way he wants us to be. But it can happen to any of us if we live in that realm of insecurity where we don't know what is going to happen. I don't know the circumstances that will happen today, but I do know that God is in control. 
And so I don't have to become fretful or anxious. I know that there's an answer. There's always an answer to every situation. And this is what um, Paul goes on to say. And it's in verse 15 of Ephesians 1. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight this is in in the living bible so that you might grow in your knowledge of god um i pray your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to us to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance i also pray that you will understand everybody say understand again that word understand the incredible greatness of god's power for us who believe him this is the same mighty power that raised christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at the right hand of god in heavenly realms Now, in 1979, when I was by myself in Tulsa uh, with my three kids, and I was, I knew the Lord, I was, I was filled with the Holy Ghost, I prayed in tongues, but, but I would be so anxious. And somehow by the Holy Spirit of God, nobody said it in a sermon, God just dropped it in my heart. In the book of Ephesians, he brought me to that book and these scriptures, he had me pray over myself on a daily basis from the new king james at that time in my life could you put up that new king james for those 15 through 17 verses uh can you go down uh maybe to 17 it says that that god i thank the father who gives me a spirit of wisdom and revelation everybody say wisdom and revelation and I would pray this, so I almost made a mistake there because I prayed it so long, that the God of my, my Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give to me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of my understanding would be enlightened to the truth. Everybody say the truth. And I prayed all of that to the end of that scripture over myself every day, every day. And God's word began to work in my life. I can't tell you what day it happened, but his word became more and more the truth. What was around me became more and more the lie that I had believed for so long. And revelation, everybody say revelation. Inside it said in the, in the living, I begin to be able to see beyond what my circumstances were single mom three kids working trying to provide not enough money not enough understanding couldn't sleep at night fearful some guy loose in the apartment complex that was breaking in and raping women and all these things that were happening god in his mercy took me to that scripture and i began to pray and it washed over me it washed my mind it washed my being enough that finally i became very confident it took a year everybody say a year it took a year and some other things god had me pray over myself and speak over myself sometimes more than once a day how many of you know the devil doesn't come just once a day at two You know, I mean, he shows up anytime and I have to take that word and say it over myself 
the power of God's word because of the Holy Spirit. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. It's the spirit that when God began to speak was hovering over things. The creative power of God began to take place. The Holy Spirit can create in us through the word of God a new perspective, a new thought process, a new way of thinking, a new way of seeing, a new way of being. If we will take the word and we will apply it in our life, we don't necessarily have to know the answer, but Jesus is the answer. So we take that word, we wash ourselves over with that word, and it begins to make us different by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. And and I experienced it in that particular scripture. Now, um, spiritual insight and wisdom, uh, the Bible says wisdom in Isaiah 33, 6 is the stability of your times. That's what it says. Could you put that scripture up? I want you to see it. The wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times. Now in Isaiah, uh, you know, Isaiah's prophesying about all this stuff that's going to happen because of Israel's disobedience. You know, uh, I can't find in the old covenant anywhere where God's, um, discipline for his children came because somebody else did something wrong. It came because they did not obey God every time. If they obeyed God, they were blessed. If they didn't obey God, God disciplined to get them back where they needed to be. So they could be blessed because if they got out of the, the, the obedience to God, then the enemy had opportunity against their lives. And so wisdom and knowledge, everybody say wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of my times wisdom and knowledge. So when we're praying, you know, when I prayed that over myself, I became stable. Uh, this person who was so insecure, so fearful, uh, I didn't even know why I became stable. Nothing happened. You know, I always thought if I got married, I'd be stable. I found out that wasn't true. So then how am I going to be stable? Because the only way a woman can be stable is if there's a man who's taking care of her. And God said, I'll, I'll take care of you. You know, I'll take care of you and you can be stable just who you are. It isn't a male or female thing. Stability comes from the throne room of God, not from a good job where you got enough money, not from, you know, no job where you don't have any money. None of that has anything to do with stability. Stability comes from the wisdom of God and the understanding about now in James, you know, it says, and I'm going to read this. I didn't have her put this up up there, but you know, we all know James, but I want to read it to you from this living Bible. James one, this is what it said. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty that's what God, God calls it when we're not committed to putting our faith in him. Divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Are you getting this today? We have to come out of the world thinking. We have to get out of that kind of wisdom. We cannot count on that kind of wisdom. Or in the day, especially we're living in, we will be so much more unstable that we will pretty soon not know which way or who is saying the right thing and who isn't. And uh, I know in my life, uh, just even in this last couple of months, 
God has really been speaking to me about this because sometimes, um, well, if we don't have revelation ourselves, then we're not going to, we're not going to be able to function in the position God's called us to Proverbs 29 says, and this is the, this is in the, in the new living first, but it says that if people don't have divine guidance, everybody say divine guidance, uh, that's 29. Can you put that one up for me? 29, 18. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. Does that give you any clue as to where we're at today? In the King James or New King James, it says without revelation, with, without knowing what the wisdom of God is, without knowing what God understands about the situation, people begin to run wild. In other words, they become confused. That's what I believe happens. And people begin to listen to all these voices and then they can't find anywhere to have a firm foundation. The house that's built upon the rock will not fall. But that rock is the revelation of Jesus Christ and what he's provided for us. So if we don't want our house to fall in this situation that we're in, in our nation, or maybe it's just, you know, in your lives, a people raise children and they're very, you know, children can be very happy, very obedient, do everything. You know, you just think you have this wonderful child. And then sometimes when they get to be about 13, 14 or 15, they turn into this other child. And, uh, you know, they begin to experience things and they begin to think they, they can do all these things they want to do. And the parents, they're like, well, now what, what did we do wrong? Let's, let's look at all the negatives instead of saying, God, everybody say, God, I need wisdom because God knows what they're thinking. God knows about those children. He'll give us wisdom and Revelation before we start saying things that are so destructive that the enemy can begin to use them and bring destruction not only to the children but to our entire family. And so these things are critical not just because our nation's in trouble. Our nation wouldn't be in trouble if our families weren't. Could I say that again? The nation is the people, and the people are in trouble. If you listen to people talk, if you listen in our country, we're about 50-50 anymore. In, I mean, in, in what people believe is right and that really is wrong, but they believe it's right now. They've so convinced themselves. So the wisdom of God will change that. It will bring truth, a divine insight, a divine uh, understanding of what God is saying about the situation. Um, I think... I I was thinking about who would this be in the Bible and instantly I thought of Rahab, you know, um, in the book of Joshua. And I want to, I want to read to you. She was a woman. I mean, she was a harlot, uh, not, you know, not the one you would think God would choose to use, but, uh, God sent out two spies on his second time to take them into the promised land. I guess he found out 12 people can't get an agreement. So let's just send two. Two did all right. So he sent two. And it says he sent out these two spies and they went to uh, the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there the night. And uh, she hid the men before the people could come and, uh, you know, get them. But she somehow knew to hide them. I mean, they were spies. Everybody say spies. And so God protected them. She hid them. And uh, when the men came uh, from Jericho, um, they said, where are the, these men? And she said, well, they, uh, they were here, but they left. And then she went up to them. And this is what she said in verse 8. Before the spies went to sleep that night, Rahab went up on the roof to talk with them. 
I know, everybody say no. I know the Lord has given you this land. Now, she's a prostitute. She is not, uh, you know, traveling with these, the Israelites. She is in Jericho. But she knows. Everybody says she knows. What does she have? She has, she has spiritual insight. She has revelation of what's happening. She told them, we are all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror. For we have heard how the Lord made a path for you through the Red Sea when you were left in Egypt. And we know that you, what you did to Sion and Og, the two Amorite kings, you completely destroyed. No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens and of the earth below. Now, this is a prostitute. This is not, you know, the rabbi or somebody spiritual in that place. Where is she getting all this information? I believe from the spirit of God. You know, uh, God has mercy on everybody. (laughs) Turn to your neighbor and say, oh, <laughs> you know, some of us, we're not, we're not so merciful, but God is merciful. Now swear to me by the Lord that you will be kind to me and my family since I have helped you. Now, why is she saying that? Because she knows that they are going to come and attack that city. Everybody say revelation. See, she has insight as to what's going to happen. And then she says, give me some guarantee. Everybody say guarantee. Give me some guarantee that when Jericho is conquered, you will let me live along with my father, my mother, my brothers and sisters and all their family. Listen, when you have revelation from God, you can protect the whole tribe. Not just yourself, but you can you can get everybody in on this safety. We offer our own lives, they said, as a guarantee. That's what Jesus did. He offered his life as a guarantee for us and for your safety. The men agreed, if you don't betray us, we will keep our promise and be kind to you when the Lord gives us the land. Before they left, they said, we'll be bound to this oath only if you hang this scarlet rope in the window. And everybody is in your house when we attack. You will all be saved. Because of that, Everybody was saved, and she ended up in the lineage of, Dave, of David and Jesus. I mean, this woman who was a prostitute because she had revelation and she had wisdom to know what to do about it. Amen? God wants to give us that kind of revelation and wisdom. You may be here thinking today, well, what's going to happen to my neighbor? What's going to happen to this person? What's going to happen, you know, in this situation? You may have people you know about that are going to be in grave trouble if uh, if that rapture happened today, how many of you know some people that, you know, they need to get their act together really quickly? Uh, you know, Jesus is coming again. He is coming again. I don't know the day or the hour, but we have the wisdom and revelation of God to know what to do every day to be ready for whatever happens in the things around us. It says in Proverbs 2, and um, I hear people say this all the time, I just don't understand. I just don't understand why. I just don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand. What are we going to? I don't understand. How many of you hear people? I don't understand. Well, the Bible says, with your getting wisdom, get understanding. (laughs) And this is what it says in, in, in chapter two of Proverbs. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight. You know, 
uh, discernment is something that we all need. In that particular scripture, insight is discernment. Everybody say discernment. You know, we're, we're um, somehow programmed once we receive Christ to be able to discern rightly things that are happening. We're able to discern the motives of people. Uh, you know, I believe that the Holy Spirit, if we're tuned in, will show us everything we need to know about everybody. Uh, as a teacher, he'll give you insight. He'll give you discernment about the young people that are in your classroom. Uh, he'll give us discernment today in all of these uh, battles that we're having politically. He'll, he'll give us discernment. You know, the people who are not discerning truth are the people who aren't listening to God. They're listening to people. And their arguments are people arguments, not from the spirit of God. You can tell when they talk. You know, like my husband, that one person who told him, yep, I'm voting. I, I am voting for Hillary because she's a woman. I had the, one of the, a person say to me this week, well, you know, hasn't Obama done a wonderful job? I just said, no, he hasn't. She said, really? Now, she's a person that I've been in, uh, in a relationship long enough that I could speak. I felt I could. I said, no, he hasn't done anything right for a long time. I said, and so I began to name things. She said, he did that? He did that? He did that? Well, that other guy, that Trump guy, he's just crazy. I said, well, look at the party platforms of both parties, and then just let me know what you want. Because that's where the real root is to what happens in this nation. I don't care what your name is. It's the party platform. I, I can't tell you to vote for, but I can tell you, go look at the party platforms and then make your decision based on the word of God. You won't have any problem. Everybody say the wisdom of God. Insight. Now, you see, we don't know what the people that are in that party are going to do. Some of them are just as screwy as us. You know, <laughs> they make decisions wrong just like we do. Do you understand me? However, whatever's supporting that is what that's going to be. That's what that's going to look like. Whatever's supporting us, this is how it's going to be. This is what it's going to look like. I will prosper in all my ways because I am not going to sit in the council of the ungodly. I am not going to be in a place where my voices that are importing into my life on a daily basis are only those that are on the channel 6, 8, 12, whatever channel you watch, 52 News. Because I don't believe any man knows what God knows. Now, do I take into account those things? Yeah, but I know what the spirit, discernment, everybody say discernment. I have understanding beyond what they're saying with their mouth. Sometimes I say to my husband, I don't, I don't like the spirit of that. And sometimes I, my, Pastor Bill and I don't always agree on everything. I just want to tell you that so you don't all have a problem. But, but we choose not to fight about it. We just, we just don't always agree. Sometimes he has more insight than I do to things. Sometimes I have more insight than he does. We don't, we don't fight about it. We just pray about it. But we don't do anything until we're in agreement about it. That's just a little tip for all of you. Hallelujah. Don't do anything until you're in agreement together because God will give always agreement to both people. Because God, if you don't walk in agreement with God, you're not walking with God. 
He said it. He's the one who said it to his children in Israel. How can two walk together unless they be agreed? So we have to be in agreement with God. Now let's go on from there. Ephesians. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 1. And we're going to read it in the New King James because that's the way I learned it. Um, Ephesians 1, 18 through 23. This is what... This is what follows having wisdom and insight. And uh, let me get my other Bible out because this. I just love this scripture, probably because it changed my life. But what I'm telling you in this series is something that I've experienced. So nobody can talk me out of this because I've lived it. And I've lived it for the last however many years that I got saved in 1976. That's a long time ago. And it's God who taught me this, not pers- not a person. And so I totally believe if you will listen to the word of God and pray it over yourself, the Holy Spirit will recreate you into who you need to be. And this is what it says, that, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, I'm beginning in 17, the Father of glory, may give to me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of my understanding being enlightened that I may know what is the hope of his calling. In other words, what am I supposed to be doing? What are the riches of his glory in his inheritance in the saints? What is it that I need to know that I have so I can use it? Are you listening? We have tools that God has given us. And the Holy Spirit shows us what to do and when to do it. And then it says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power. You know, it says in Ephesians 3, that's the other scripture I prayed over myself, that he will do exceeding abundantly beyond all we could ask or think according to the power that lives in us, that works in us. What is that? The Holy Spirit. When I saw that, I thought, oh, God's not going to do it. I'm going to do it with the Holy Spirit. I can be sane. I can raise three children by myself. I can make right decisions. What did that do? That changed me from being a dependent person to being a dependent person on God, but independent of the world, independent of what people said, independent of a paycheck, independent of someone being my source other than the Lord. And in the day we're living in, God has to be our source. Not everybody's going to have a job every day but that doesn't mean you're not provided for he causes you to prosper in everything that you do as long as we're listening to the spirit of god in every situation um and then it goes on and i I just love this thing this wait i got the wrong bible (laughs) and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power change it to and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward me Because I believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Now, when you read this, you get a a revelation of spiritual insight. When he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead, seated him at the right hand in heavenly places, far above principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him head to be head over all things to the church, which is a body, the fullness. Everybody say, we are the fullness of him who fills all in all. That takes it out of the worldly realm into the heavenly realm. Amen. Now go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and let me show you the, the rest of this. 
And then I want to share something that happened to me just hot off the press. Hallelujah. It might convict you, so if you don't want to hear this, go to the bathroom. Okay. First Corinthians chapter 2. This is another scripture God gave me and had me pray over myself. Okay, this is what it says. I'm going to begin. We talked about last week how the Spirit of God searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Everybody say deep secrets. Deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God, I'm in verse 11, through through except God's own spirit. God can only, God knows because he knows through the spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the spirit, using the spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. Now, do you understand that? It's not, you know, it it doesn't mean he's going to say thou should do this. It doesn't mean that kind of spiritual wording. It just means it's going to come out of your heart, out out of your innermost being, not out of your mind. So these things are truth. It says, but people who aren't spiritual. Now, just let me raise your hand if you know somebody who's not spiritual. That would be your Aunt Sally that you've been trying to tell her about Jesus. And she looks at you like you're nuts. And tells you everything that she's heard on the news. Okay? It says, they, those that aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things. Now, that doesn't make us a know-it-all. That just keeps us in a position where we can pray into the earth the will of God. Because we can spiritually discern what is the right thing. But they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. We can't be evaluated by the world because they don't understand you. They've already told you that, haven't they? I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know where you came from. Haven't you heard what they said in the USA today? I mean, people who are not spiritually in tune, everything they know, they know from hearing from man. That's where they know it from. Now, they may have formed an opinion through their own information that they've gathered, but everything they've heard, they've heard from man. Every book you read, somebody wrote it. Now, I'm not against reading. My husband, you know, he, he, we, we live at Barnes & Noble. He, I mean, I don't. He does. He, I mean, every day he goes to Barnes & Noble and buys another book. I mean, my husband devours information. So whatever I need to know from a book, I ask him. Because I don't have time because I'm trying to hear what I'm supposed to be hearing from this. See, we need to know what this says so when we read what man wrote, we'll know whether it's truth. It will bear witness. Something inside will say, nah, no. Now, we're all fallible. We all can make mistakes, so I don't just throw books out. But, but I try my best to read these books. My husband he said, you need to read this. You need to read this. And, and I try. I, I, I highlight, go through, try to read. But every, every time I go right back to this, my favorite book. And when I'm scared, I sleep with it. <laughs> just in case God wants me to read it. 
Why? Because it's truth. This is truth. If you don't know the truth, you will not be free. You will be a target for the enemy. Especially, I don't know why it makes me cry, but it's, it's so hard to get people to read the word. And it's a life. And health to our flesh. So, if we are determined to do what God wants us to do in this day that we're living in, we must know the truth. When we get in trouble, it will bring us back to a place of security. It will bring us back to a stability that says, no matter how this ship is shaking, I am not the one going to be thrown overboard because I am on the right ship. Amen, what we talked about last week. Now, it, this, this happened to me, and um, I don't know why. Sometimes, you know, God just reveals new things to you. And I've been praying about this situation and praying about it and praying about it. How many of you have had something you just keep praying about it? It's like, I know you're hearing me because I see that you found me in Washington, D.C. But it, with that man that, that I told you about last week. Now, if he found me in Washington, D.C., he surely is hearing me saying, I need an answer. I need to make a decision. Well, obviously, I don't need to make the decision because I don't have the answer. And I don't make decisions until I have answers because I have made too many wrong ones that way because of pressure of people. And um, so I'm down there at the river, and I'm, I'm writing again in my journal, I need to know this. I need to know this. And I heard this. As soon as you're willing to do what I want you to do, you'll be able to hear that. Well, in this decision, I would have, it would change some things that I do. And I'm thinking, I don't want to make that decision because I'm, I'm going to, I just want to, I don't want it to affect me. <laughs> I mean, I don't want it to affect me. I just want a decision to what to do about this. Well, <laughs> it was like God said, well, as soon as you let this affect you, <laughs> then I will tell you. <laughs> I thought, ooh, this is not a very good way to handle things, <laughs> God. But it was the Lord. I know it was the Lord because I just started crying. So I called my friend Bonnie Beetle. This is a good thing to do when, when you have to make a decision to do something. Tell somebody that you can trust, I'm going to do this <laughs> because it puts you in a position of accountability. So I called Bonnie. I said, okay, Bonnie, you know, you've been agreeing with me on this, and I think I've heard from God, and the problem is me. I just preached Jonah, you know, and so I said, I think it's me. I have to be willing, and I told her what I felt like I need to be willing to do, and then God said, if, if you're willing to do that, then I'll tell you what to do. And I, I shared it with Bonnie, and she said to me, well, I had had that thought, but... She said, it wasn't, I knew it, that just didn't seem possible. But if that's what God's saying, I'll be in agreement with you. And, and, and okay, we're going to go that direction and God's going to show you. I was driving, I was moving my mom this week and, and I had to get her moved. And I was thinking about all that. And I was just coming up Ferry Street and just like, boom, God told me exactly what to do. He said, I just need you to be willing. Doesn't mean you're going to have to do it. But you have to be willing because as long as you got that little thing in there, I don't want to have to do this. You can't hear clearly what to do about this. 
Are you getting this? See, insight from God, revelation from God, wisdom come from the throne room of God, but we can't be in the way of the decision. And sometimes when we're trying to find out what should be done about this, God's asking something of us first. And if we're not willing to say, okay, I'll do that. I'll do whatever. Uh, you know, if we got that little thing that's saying, how could I do that? I don't want to do that. whatever the excuse is. You know, I don't know how I don't want to, I don't see you know, how that could fit. None of that matters. It's clearing your computer, you know, clearing everything off and saying, okay, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Just give me the answer for this. And what I have to do and what that was, they're not even hardly connected, but they're connected in the kingdom of God. Why? Because he must be growing me or something (laughs) because I've never had that happen to me before or else I just got in the way. You know, we can get in the way. We can get in the way of what God wants to do. But God sees the big picture. And our part is about this little compared to the whole. But when we do what God says, will it decrease us ever? That wasn't fast enough. (laughs) No. Real fast. You got to say that real fast because that's what the enemy will say. Why, you won't be able to do that. How can you do that? What are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about that? Everything the enemy brings to your attention will be about you. But when it's the wisdom of God, it's about the big picture. It's about the whole, the whole body of Christ, not just our individual lives. Does he care about our individual lives? Yeah, because I know because I said that it was like um, all the weight of that just went away. And, you know, when you're trying to get an answer, how heavy that weight can be on your life. But he specifically told me what I had to be willing to do. I just had to be willing to say, OK, as soon as I did it, man, that answer, it was just like just like a download. You know how you get on your phone and it says you have a new something and you have to download it. And it goes off for a minute and all that stuff comes on your computer. It was just that fast all the way, all the way up ferry. And I do drive slow up ferry. All of you need to do that. They'll arrest you down there because they don't like you. I don't know why you have to go 20, but you better go 20. Pastor Bill already got pulled over. Of course, he didn't get a ticket. He just got a warning, but you don't go over 20. And so I had plenty of time from downtown to the church and all of that downloaded in my, just, it was just like clear as a bell. Why? Because God wants you to have wisdom and revelation for every situation you face in your life. And it comes from the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. Let's stand. Father, I thank you today for every person here. I thank you for the love of God that you have put within us. I thank you, Lord, that we do have a hunger for your word because we know your word is truth. And if we live the word, we will be blessed. I thank you, Lord, that in this group that's here this morning, I know, Lord, we have a lot of seasoned Christians here. And I know that that they're in tune with what you're saying. But I just, I know, God, there are new things. New things you want to do. And they can only be done by the Holy Spirit. When you wanted to create the earth, it was a new thing. And it says the Holy Spirit hovered over all the darkness. And when you said, let there be light, there was light. And that was a new thing. That was... that.